What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings Show. I'm your host, Elliot Harrison, and I am pleased to be joined for the start of the regular season. How about that? With at Marcus underscore Mosher. How are you? Doing well. I'm uh, ready to go for week one in the best shape of my life, like every other player is right now. Healthy, off the injury report, ready to go. I didn't really give that delay in your Twitter handle the proper energy and attention it deserved, but we'll work on that first week. It's week one. It's week one, everyone. So we're going to do some picks today. That's what we've got on the agenda. A couple things going on in the football world worth talking about. And, you know, I was just thinking about it, man. And I... The more, you know, I, I've already told you that I think the Eagles are going to improve this year. Mm-hmm. I really think the Lions are going to be better. I do. I think the Lions are going to be better. And I'm really looking forward to week one. I, I We used to talk about this team a lot. They used to be like the team that we talked about the most for some odd reason. Do you remember what team we used to talk about the most for no apparent reason? Besides Jacksonville? You know, Jacksonville. <laughs> I think they're going to be better. If I said eight and nine, would you say that's no that's way? That's a little optimistic. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little too much. So, to me, it sounds like Eagles Lions one o'clock Eastern time. That's your game. Actually, I'm excited about Jets Ravens. I think the Jets are going to give the Ravens all they can handle. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, before we get to the picks, though, I got to address something, man. And I know you and I are opposed on this issue, but. It was either last week or the week before we had a pod where we talked about, do you really need to coddle a quarterback? And I am very much not only against this, but I'm in the minority, I think, on this. I think Marcus is in the majority. I don't believe in coddling a quarterback. Just because you get drafted does not mean you deserve a job, period, period. you got to go out there and earn it. And there was a report that Trey Lance was annoyed by the – the. Uh, extension given to Jimmy Garoppolo. It was the wrong choice of words, but I think the report, it was done by Albert Breer. He was trying to say that it was a difficult thing for Trey Lance to accept. And I, I may be misspeaking. I don't have the exact thing in front of me, but um, I heard Albert Breer talk about it, excuse me, this week. And I just wanted to say, Marcus, that Trey Lance, you haven't done anything yet. What do you, why do you deserve to be the only guy and have the, the, the franchise not only commit to you, but it's like you're holding them hostage. Like what, in, in, in other words, if you're expecting them to not have a viable candidate behind you, since you haven't proven anything, and this is a Super Bowl ready team, <clears throat> excuse me, why should the 49ers? you know, bail on Jimmy G because they gave up three first round picks to go get Trey Lance. Like, I mean, ultimately Kyle Shanahan's job and John Lynch's job, they are tied now to Trey Lance. So you want to do everything possible to make Trey Lance successful. Right. And if he's looking over his shoulder some, or he's worried about being benched mid game because he's taking a chance yeah, I think that's that's why you coddle these guys, and you don't put somebody like Jimmy G in that locker room. I, I think the thing here is, and I, I'm not saying that Trey Lance is holding the 49ers hostage, but this whole idea that it's got to be him or bust, 
that's just not the case. I mean, what, so, if, the, what if the Eagles had, say, hey, had said, hey, it's got to be Carson Wentz or bust? We're not going to so, have – we don't want Nick Foles here because that might make Carson Wentz's feelings get hurt. Eagles don't want a Super Bowl. Let, let's, let's, let's use a different example. Let's use the same quarterback. What if the Jacksonville Jaguars would have traded for Carson Wentz this offseason and gave up a third-round pick and said – Doug Peterson said, you know, hey, I want to get a guy in here to compete with Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, that way we have a viable backup if Lawrence gets hurt. Would you have been in favor of that? No, because it's totally different. But to me, it's not, though. You're bringing in an established quarterback who has won a bunch of games for that same team who the organization loves. How is that different? Carson Wentz hasn't won a bunch of games for Jackson. No, I'm talking about Garoppolo, though, right? Garoppolo is more okay. proven, which to me, that actually makes things worse. But Jimmy Garoppolo, well, I don't know. I wouldn't, I would argue that Carson Wentz is more proven than Jimmy Garoppolo, but Ooh, I would here's the, there. Come on, man. Uh, I mean, Carson Wentz darn near had an MVP season. Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo hasn't done diddly poo, but I'll say this Jimmy Garoppolo. I shouldn't say diddly poo, but Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't exactly had seasons anywhere near that level. He hasn't, but uh, he's been to the NFC Championship game twice uh, in four years. Yeah, and I could name a bunch of quarterbacks that have been to the NFC Championship. Um, okay. The Jags are not a contender. That's the first difference. The 49ers have them to win eight games. <laughs> the 49ers have a Super Bowl potential team right now in a weaker conference. Number two. Jimmy Garoppolo is already there. There's been no coaching change. There's no change in system. He's already been there. He knows all the guys. This isn't like you're bringing in a brand new guy and saying, Trey, we're going to make you compete with this guy. This is a guy that was already there. Number three, extenuating circumstances. Jimmy Garoppolo had the shoulder. They couldn't trade him because the team didn't want to trade for a guy with uh, the shoulder problem. We've, we've gone through that whole deal. The point being it's, it's, it's a vastly, it's apples and oranges. Why wouldn't it be different than like if in 2017 the Cowboys decided to bring back Tony Romo to back up Dak Prescott? Do you think do you think that would have been a good decision? I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I think some players in the locker room would have. Uh, maybe. Who cares what the players in the locker room think? I, I mean, the players do, right? Because I don't care. I don't care what the players think unless it's unless it's a couple of my team leaders who are saying honestly, we can't win with this guy. I don't care if that player is super popular in the locker room. Do you know how many players in the NFL have been unpopular in their locker room and helped carry that team to victory or carry that team to a Super Bowl Yeah, but I think the problem is, is Garoppolo is so popular in the locker room, right? So at any sign of struggle, I think you're going to get players for the 49ers that want Garoppolo in. And I think that's where the issue is, right? If Debo Samuel is not putting up the same numbers that he put up last year, you don't think there's going to be a little bit of a temptation for him to sit, go up to Garoppolo and be like, hey, you should be in there right now. You're the better quarterback. Let me put this to you this way. If he's healthy, do the 2017 Cowboys make the playoffs with Tony Romo? I would say they do. But going back to the Garoppolo, Lance, right? That's mm-hmm. my issue is that because Garoppolo is so well-liked, I just I worry for Lance that any if he has one game where he struggles – are the fans going to be calling for Garoppolo? Are the players so what are you supposed to do? Hold, so what are you supposed to do? Hold your franchise hostage and just say, sorry, we're going to sink or swim with this guy. Yes. I know he's yes. terrible. Yes. I okay. want to know because it does nobody good to be in year three or year four of Lance's rookie contract and not know. You're What's better off first? finding out right now. Okay. 
what's the first purpose of an organization to in theory well to what organization but yeah i mean if we're talking about the cowboys it's the sell ticket but uh it's the yeah. it's it's to win games right it's to win the super bowl right yeah. that that's what every organization says their goal is if you have a team that's in would you agree loosely that the 49ers are in the top eight teams in the yes. nfl yes. okay if you're in the top eight teams in the nfl you're a contender yep especially if you're in the weaker conference is there any debate in your mind no. that the nfc is the weaker conference none at all okay you have a chance to win the super bowl are you just going to scuttle that because you want to develop a quarterback i get the importance of developing a quarterback if you made the case to me right now that developing a quarterback is the number two goal of an organization in today's NFL, maybe not 30 years ago, I would agree with you. I would agree with you, but it's not winning the Super Bowl is number one. And if the 49ers want to win a Super Bowl and they're going to play an unproven guy and they have a team that's ready to do it, you need to have another guy there. It's just too tempting for Kyle Shanahan, right? It's like if you get married and then, Hey, things are going fine. You're still early in the relationship. The last thing you want to do is bring another woman in the house to just, hey, she's just renting out this other bedroom in her house. It's no big deal. It's no worry at all. Yeah, but the last not, thing you want is a temptation to go to that other one, right? Good. I'd love to have, bring your wife on and say, hey, would you be okay to know that Marcus was just marrying you on on some future potential? <laughs> he didn't actually well, know if you were young, the right one. It's young, right? You're still developing the relationship. The last thing you want to do is throw another attractive blonde in there right oh boy i can't disagree again i'm not blaming trey lance here i'm blaming the football world where we've created this idea that the most important thing for an organization is develop a young quarterback and their feelings are brittle so you can't do that if they have a qualified backup behind them yep. number one it's not the number one goal of an organization i've already gotten you to prove that or to to agree with that and number two, these guys are supposed to be competitively great. I don't, I don't think a little competition. Now, if Trey Lance had done it on the field and they kept him around uh, or done it in practice, that would be another thing. Obviously, the Chiefs saw enough in Patrick Mahomes. They feel com felt comfortable uh, dealing Alex Smith. The Chargers saw enough from Phillip Rivers and were worried Drew Brees was damaged goods. They were willing to go with that. That's just not the case here. Um, I just wanted to address that real quick. We'll get to the 49ers game in a minute. Um, there was one other thing that I wanted to ask you. And it's about Kyle Shanahan in his flat brim hat. <laughs> did you do your job? Did you do your homework? Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I didn't realize this until the, today, but Banana Republic is owned by The Gap. Did you know that? I think I knew it and forgot it. Yeah. Uh, Gap up 6% in uh stocks today uh but yeah quick kyle shanahan story the nfl outlawed the uh flat brim hats that the coaches wear on the sideline and kyle shanahan is very upset had a big feature on espn this morning about it uh he can't find the right hat to wear none of them look good on his head so he's been very vocal about the nfl's uh uh aesthetic game right now why does the nfl care well, because they don't want Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay showing everybody up, right? I mean, I know Sean McVay would never wear a hat with his with his beautiful hair that he's got going on that doesn't move at all, but you can't have Shanahan and McVay out here outclassing everybody. Give me McVay's look for Thursday night. Uh, it'll be a blue long-sleeve uh, dry-fit shirt. Uh, tight. With 
t- oh, really, really tight. Like if he flexes his arms a little bit, you're going to see his triceps. Yeah. Crew neck. No, no collar. I'm going to go yeah, crew, yeah, crew neck. neck with, I'm going with white pants and blue shoes. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. <laughs> we think you haven't challenged him enough. Now I'm going to say uh, light khakis with little white sneakers. Oh, it's going to be great. Can't wait. Can't wait. So Can't. So uh, can we pick some games? No, <laughs> no, we, no, we cannot. Yes, we can. So kickoff night. Buffalo at Los Angeles. We've got the returning Super Bowl champs at home, but that's your job to introduce the game. So yep. I'll let you SoFi Stadium, 820 kickoff. Uh, Bills, two and a half point favorites over the Rams in LA. A lot of confidence in Buffalo right now. Um, and I, I think it's founded to a point. I'm not going to go as far as to say Buffalo is my Super Bowl team. You told me that everybody in the world right now is picking Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. I would not, but I will take Buffalo in this game by a field goal. Mm, I'll take the Rams to win by a touchdown. No Tredavious White. I think Allen Robinson's going to have a big game. Uh, by the way, the, the, the home team in the last nine of these 10 kickoff games has won outright. It's typically, I'm the Super Bowl against- champions like to, to play well in the first game of the season. I'm taking the Rams. I'm going against the grain here, home slice cheese. You want, money. To, you want to guess? You want to guess on the total? I think the total should be relatively high. Um, I, I, I might be a little bit high on this, but I'm going to go ahead and and stick with it anyway. I'm going to go 52 and a half. 52. Uh, pretty pretty good. So don't, I'm, don't off to, I'm, off, I'm off to a fast start. Yeah. Uh, Saints at Falcons. Saints are a five and a half point favorite here on the road. Have no problem with that. Take the Saints to cover. I think the Falcons might be the worst team in the NFL this year. I, I agree. Um, totals 42 and a half. That's pretty yeah, I was, low. I was pretty go low. 41 and a half. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I like the Saints to win by a touchdown as well. Uh, 49ers at Bears. The 49ers are a seven point favorite. These two teams played last year in what was a really, really fun game. Who do you like here? Oh, you know, I like the 49ers, but. Couldn't you see this being an ugly game? Wasn't this the game where Jimmy Garoppolo had a couple rushing touchdowns? Uh, Debo Samuel had an 80-yard touchdown on the screen. Uh, it was really, really fun back-and-forth game. Unless I'm misremembering. I think Jimmy G yep. did some damage running in this game. Um, this is a different 49er team. Mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable. This is a walk away from me. What, what was the uh, line? Uh, seven. 49ers by seven. I will go ahead and do a vote of confidence if Kyle Shanahan is not too worried about his hat. Uh, I'm picking the 49ers to win outright. I would not pick them on the spread. That that makes me nervous. A seven-point uh, home underdog? No thanks. Uh, Steelers at Bengals. Bengals are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. By the way, as bad as the Bears' defense is, that's got to be another low total uh, game on the over/under 49ers Bears. I what is it? Forty-two and a half. Forty and a half. Oof. Oof. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty low. Wow. <laughs> that uh, might be too low, man. That I'm, I might be more inclined to go the over on that than to bet the 49ers to cover that spread. In fact, that's what I would do. I'd walk away from that spread and I'd bet the over. Bears defense uh, is bad, and you've already mentioned Justin Fields could end up surprising some folks. Maybe he gets a long rushing touchdown. Uh, yeah. 
I'll give you 20 bucks right now if you can name the Bengal Stadium since they switched it. Plato Park. Paycor Stadium. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. You know, Mike Brown held out on naming that stadium forever. And uh, I remember Jerry Jones saying, if he wants to honor his daddy, that's his uh, that's his choice. But, you know, we choose to make money for the Cowboys. Uh, bagel, six and a half point favorites. Uh, give me your take first. I'm gonna, I want to, I want to dwell on this one for a moment. The Bengals crushed the Steelers in both of the games last year. Um, the Steelers just don't have the cornerbacks to match up with the Bengals receivers. However, Mike Tomlin's really good in week one. Uh, if you remember last year, they upset Buffalo in Buffalo last year in a really low kind of ugly game. I'm inclined to take the Steelers plus six and a half just because it's week one. I think on I would stay away from the money line. Yeah. It's a brand Yeesh. new offensive line for the Bengals, which makes me it, a little bit nervous. It is. Boy, the game they played at Cincinnati last year was ugly. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you want to talk about not throwing the ball down the field at all. Pittsburgh and the Bengals pass rush was all over Ben Roethlisberger when he did take more than a five-step drop. It was ugly. It ugly. was ugly. And I'm also worried about a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover for the Bengals, but I'm going to go ahead and with a little bit of confidence, take the Bengals here uh, to win this and to cover. Uh, But this is another one I would walk away from. I'm just picking it anyway. It's Uh, not my favorite line. There's there's better ones. This is not one of them. Yeah, the over-under on this one can't be high either. Um, But I'm going to go a little higher than these other games. I will will give it 45.5, but I bet you I'm high. You are a little high, 44 and a half. Okay. I'm in the ballpark. Yeah, you're pretty close. You're within a point. You're not too bad. Uh, Next game, Elliot Harrison special. It's the Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit Lions. The Eagles are four-point favorites. I think the Lions win seven games this year. Um, And I think I've already told you, I think the Eagles win the NFC East. This is going to be a really tight game. This is another one I do not bet on the spread. That four points is tricky. Could I see mm-hmm. Philly only winning by a field goal here? I like Philly to win outright, uh, but I don't. I don't like the spread here. Yeah, I'm okay taking the Eagles minus four here. I, I think they'll be fine. I, I'm not sure the Lions are going to be able to generate enough offense to win this game, so I think the Eagles minus four is where I'd lead. This is going to be another o- ugly total. I don't think Vegas is going to have any confidence in Jalen Hurts right now. No one seems to have com- confidence in Jared Goff. I, dare I say, I think Jared Goff's a little underrated I at this point. Yep. Um, he's he's a decent QB. He's just not special at this point. But the over the total on this game has got to be, unless they're worried about the defenses, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is around the 45.5, 44.5 zone. So we found one that you might like to bet on. It is 48.5. Okay, I take the under on that. Yep. All right. Uh, the game that I'm probably the most excited to see this week, the New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and I could not like the Dolphins anymore. That moved. A that little bit. moved. Wasn't it three? It There's, was three I, earlier in the week. There. Oh, now it's I up to three-and-a-half. I Honestly, it doesn't change my thoughts at all. I'm taking the Dolphins to win and cover. You know what? I will go with you on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with my colleague. Bill Belichick historically has struggled in Miami in early season, right? Um, this is a whole new offense. It's We saw 
New England really struggle against speed in the playoffs last year. Oh, wait, I and, thought this game was in New England. No, it's in Miami. Oh, cookies. Yeah, this is easy. Yeah, Miami all day. Uh, your game, the Baltimore Ravens, minus seven against the Joe Flacco-led New York Jets. Ravens uh, to win, Jets to cover. There you go. Nice and quick. You don't think Joe Flacco has a big game against his former team? I do. I just, the Ravens are, I think the Ravens are a contender, okay. which is why uh, I would have no problem with the Ravens having a decent backup quarterback. They do. They've got Tyler Huntley. Uh, I think, I think Joe Flacco is a really interesting story. I, I really do because everyone's so quick to say he's washed or whatever. Would you agree? The number one reason that a guy is called washed is a lack of speed. The first reason somebody yes, would say a guy's lack of yeah. athleticism. Yes. Sure. Does that really matter for Joe Flacco? No. No, but my fear with him has been he holds onto the ball a little bit too long. And as you get older, your your mental processing is just a little bit slower. He hasn't played a lot in the last three years either. Like he started I noticed that on this podcast. Oh, go ahead. 13 games. Uh I, I think he'll be fine. He's not going to be good enough to elevate the Jets, though. I just wonder, Marcus, he got the big bonus. I think he got like a $40 million signing bonus in the 2016 offseason. And if he just got a little bit complacent, and then he got replaced by Lamar Jackson. But I, I just wonder, because all the reports have been that he's looked really good. If he just kind of looked at his career and said, you know what, this is really my last chance to start. I'm an older quarterback. I haven't done much the last few years. There's no reason I can't do what Tom Brady has done. There's no reason I can't play like I did in 2012 or whenever. And uh, as long as the mental acumen is there, the Jets do have some nice pieces. I know they had a major injury on the offensive line. I'm just not overly confident that Baltimore is just going to go in there. And not to mention Lamar Jackson's status is up in the air, at least contractually. I don't know how mm -hmm. much that's playing into his mind. We'll see. I think he's going to be good for the young receivers, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, but I'm just not sure it's going to translate to a lot of on-the-field success. Braxton right. Berrios says hi. Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzoma, Brees Hall. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, two-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Washington Commanders at FedEx Field. Oh, this is a tough game to call. This is a tough, tough game to call. You know what? Taking the Jags road upset. Mm, kind of like it. Uh, listen, I, if Jacksonville is going to be an eight and nine win team this year, this is the game they have to win, right? Commanders with no Chase Young. Um, you know, they, they think Brian Robinson going to be out for four games. They've got some other injuries on defense. Go beat a similar team on the road. Kind of like it. Jags by one. The over-under, I think, might be higher than people expect on this game. I, I bet you Vegas has it low, but I think there's going to be some big plays in this game. Uh, but Vegas is probably cruising in at about, she's probably about 45 and a half. A little lower, 43 and a half. Yeah, that's too low. I'll take the over on that. Okay. Uh, next one, Cleveland Browns at Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers, Ugh. obviously, with Baker Mayfield, a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Browns. Because they're at home. Mm -hmm. Ugh. 
one of the I worst mean, the offensive Baker. lines in the league against one of the better defensive lines. I know, but they're thinking Baker revenge game right at home. First of all, I walk away from this line. There's yeah, no so reason, no reason to bet on this game. Do you trust the Panthers receivers? Oh, as a group, they had. A I mean, DJ Moore is the only year. one that I do trust consistently, but Cleveland's got pretty good corners. The, you know what's going to have to happen in this game? Carolina is going to have. I know you don't like to talk about this that much. Carolina is going to have to stop the run in this game. If Carolina can't stop the run in this game, they lose bad. If they stop the run, I think they win. That's such a cruddy answer. <laughs> what, where are you going? What do you just say straight up on this? No, no betting. Because neither Carolina. one of us ever. Car- I, I can't bet on Jacoby Brissett on the road in his first start. I'm going Browns. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I don't, I don't care about that game that much. Uh, Colts <laughs> at Texans. Colts a seven-point favorite. I will mention, Elliot, that in two games against the Colts last year, uh, the Texans scored a combined three points. They were outscored 62-3. to And they're both... Yeah, I think the Texans are going to show improvement, and I don't... I think the Colts are a 9-8 and eight team. But I'm going to take the Colts to cover on this. Uh, I would not bet on this game, though. I wouldn't. I would stay away from this game entirely. I think the over-under on this game is going to be low. Um, there, I, I don't know that the Texans are going to be able to put up more than 20 at best. They may not even put up 20. So Vegas has probably got this at 42 and a half, 43 and a half. It's pretty low, 45 and a half. Oh, see, I'm a little off. It's week one. Sorry, you'll get you'll Those get are my excuses. Uh, next one, Giants at Titans. Titans, five-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Giants are going to be better. We don't like the Titans this year, but not in this game. I'll take the Titans to cover this. Um, this is not. This is another game I don't really love to bet on. Uh, you know me. I, I would just pick two or three great bets. I would not bet on a game like this, but I'll take the Titans at home to cover. I agree with you. It's just such a bad matchup for the Giants with their offensive line. Titans, even without Harold Landry, should be able to control the line of scrimmage. I like the Titans. Which is, what, well, I just wanted to say there, too. If I felt like the Giants' passing attack was in a place that I was confident they could take advantage of Harold Landry's absence, then I would be more inclined to, to pick them to cover uh, you know, or to win outright, but I just don't see it. Okay. Uh, all right, next one. The Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. The Packers are only one-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. Could easily see the Packers losing this game on the road, week one. Um, a receiver core that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Minnesota. Although we should mention Alan Lazard not practicing this week after uh, getting his foot stepped on. You know, I think I, I like Green Bay's defense, but I don't know. I think Minnesota can win this game. I just I'm a, I'm, a, I'm afraid to bet on Minnesota. They. <laughs> Did beat them last year in Minnesota, correct? Yeah, yeah. And we know that the Packers traditionally struggle a little bit out of the gate. They got blown out by the Saints last year, right? I think they beat them in 2019 in Minnesota as well Mm because I think that's the game Rodgers got hurt, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Yes. Oof. What's the over-under on this? It is 47 and a half. Okay, I'm going to – oof. I'll take the over on that. Um, 
Man, do you like Green Bay or Minnesota to win this outright? Kind of like Minnesota. So do I. So do I. It's another game I don't love to bet on, but I would stay away from that line. We've got to see Green Bay for like three or four weeks with their new look offense before we can confidently bet on them. And I want to see Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach for the Vikings as well. I feel like this is like a 26-24 game. So maybe that's not enough for me to bet the over, but if we're just talking straight up, I'll take the Vikes at home. Yep. All right, next one. This has had a ton of line movement over the last two days. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals. This line started at like two and a half, three for the Chiefs. Now the Chiefs are six-point favorites. You know, I think a lot of people are expecting Kansas City to come back down to earth uh, with Tyreek Hill. That's a little bit high uh, rich, don't you think, for them to be favored at Arizona week one? Although I don't like Arizona's defense, and I really want to know how Arizona's going to get after Patrick Mahomes. Initially, yes. Um, but the more you dive into like how well Patrick Mahomes played in week one, in your career history in week one, it makes a lot of sense. So I, it, the Cardinals all have some injuries on defense. Uh, the cornerback situation's not great. Um, JJ Watt is nursing a calf injury right now. We'll see if he plays in week one. I think I'd take the chiefs. Uh, I, I'm interested to see. Yeah, I, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm interested to see how much Kansas city is going to run the ball. How much are they going to make up for the loss of Tyreek? And if in kind of to your theories about by running the ball, more ball control, are they going to, are they going to air it out? And then also we talked about how's the Juju Travis Kelsey middle of the field thing work out is it going to be a case where they cannibalize each other's targets or is this going to really work out to be a matchup problem i do trust andy reed though to figure that out and i think kansas city is capable with that offensive line marcus of overpowering the cardinals and running for 150 yards as a team i I will go with you i'll take kansas city to cover that all right next one raiders at the chargers a rematch of probably the most fun game from last year week 18 absolutely Absolutely. Uh, Chargers, three and a half point favorites. We did get some news today, Elliot, that JC Jackson will not play in this game. Pretty big loss for that defense. Yeah. um, It's hard to know. I think of all the teams in the league, this game is at uh, SoFi, uh, SoFi, right? At Mm -hmm. that game last year. I don't, I don't see that being replicated uh, for a couple of reasons. There's no way. The Chargers are going to let Max Crosby destroy them like that again. Number two, um, or I should say the the problem with that is how much does Chandler Jones have left in the tank? Mm-hmm. I know Devontae Adams is the really exciting uh, you know addition there. Do you trust the Chargers offensive line against this Raiders pass rush? That's the first thing. No, I don't. I, I'm worried about it too. And I, you know, you and I are big Justin Herbert. Guys, also, how much can the Chargers rely on Austin Eckler to kind of get their offense going if the pass rush is is uh, creating problems for him? And then conversely, on the other side of the ball, with no Jackson, if Devontae Adams and Derek Carr are already on the same page by week one, look out. Because with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller, uh, why could the Raiders not steal a win on the road here? I think this is going to be a field goal game. I love the Raiders special teams a whole lot more. I think Devontae Adams is going to go crazy. So, yeah, if I can get the Raiders plus three and a half here, I'll take that all day. 
I'm going to go there with you. I'll take the Raiders to win on a Carlson 53 yarder. Um, I think, I think this might be the game of week one. If we're talking about the so. best game, this may be the best game. All right. Our Sunday night football game. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys. The Bucs are two and a half point road favorites in this one. I'll take the Bucs to cover. They win by a field goal. I wonder about the Cowboys. You know, I, I don't think the Cowboys are bad. Uh, I've told you, I think they'll win 10 games. I know you're excited about the Jason Peters signing. It, it does kind of plug the gap for now. I think the bigger concern for me is how many things went right for Dallas last year? How many defensive touchdowns, special teams plays that they never got before all went their way? The Cowboys did have some injuries last year. Lawrence was gone a little bit of the year. The wide receiver core never really got to play together totally. But the Cowboys were not a team that was ravaged by injuries. I think, by and large, most things went their way. Um, I just, I, I don't know, Marcus. I don't, I don't see them being lucky this year. I think this is a game they lose cl- a close one. And I don't want to say Dallas is going to be on their heels all year, but I think it's going to be a tough uh the Cowboys special team is going to have to come up big. They're going to have to win some games on last second field goals. If they're going to win more than 10 games, that's for sure. I like Tampa Bay to win this game by at least a touchdown. Um, they had a lot of their guys play all preseason long. The top like 37 guys for the Cowboys didn't play in the preseason. They've already got some injuries on their offensive line. Jason Peters won't be ready for week one. I think the Cowboys offense is going to look clunky out of the gate. So I'm taking the bucks to win by at least a touchdown here. I'll tell you what worries me about the Bucs a little bit. Um, you know, Diggy Zua showed some potential last year. Mm-hmm. That defensive line, that defensive front for Dallas is still pretty good. I don't trust the Bucs' offensive line. you got a brand-new center, man. I, I Brady's just going to get rid of the positions. ball so quickly, though. That I, I just don't think he's going to take any chances. If, he, if it means punting on fourth and three, it, he's not going to take a sack in this game. It's kind of my prediction. What about Bucks' run game against Dallas' front? bother you at all mm, i think the bucks can get some I, I think they'll be fine in the run game Oof. yeah I'm, i'll take tampa to cover uh okay. what's the over under on this game uh pretty high 50 and a half it's always tricky with week one i think that's actually a good over under in terms of vegas is really close i would not bet on that you, would you take the over no i take the under because i envision this being like a 27 to 17 type of game yeah, because you think Tampa's going to beat Dallas. I don't know. I may have more confidence in Dak in the offense. Look yeah, at that. You know me. I'm just not a big Ooh. Dak guy. Uh, next one. <laughs> yeah. Denver Broncos at Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the return of Russell Wilson. Broncos, six and a half point favorites. I'm fine with that. I'm fine taking the Broncos on this. You're going to have a highly motivated quarterback. I think Seattle's one of the bottom, maybe one of the bottom three, three or four teams in the league. Do you have any issues with this? Seems a little high, to be honest. First game with Russell Wilson back at his old stadium. A lot of emotions. I think Seattle's just going to run the crap out of the ball in this one and try to keep it to be you know, a close game. I would stay away. Well, I was just picking it to pick it. If you're asking me if I'm going to bet on this game, no way. This one, of all the games, this one scares, scares me the most. Seattle has a six-and-a-half-point home underdog in prime time no thanks this over under better be super low like honestly this is the kind of over under i think that should be 40 and a half it's probably a little higher than that but yeah this 44 is not, and a half 
that's too high. I, I, I take the under on that. Uh, there you go. So that's all of our games. We'll run through our picks just really quickly. Uh, Bills at Rams. I like the Rams. You like the Bills. Uh, Saints at Falcons. We like the Saints to win and cover. 49ers at Bears. We both like the 49ers to win, but we would not bet on that spread. Steelers at Bengals. I like the Bengals to win, the Steelers to cover. You like the Bengals to just cover outright. Mm -hmm. Eagles at Lions. I like the Eagles to win and cover. I think you are a little bit more up in the air there, right? Yeah, and that's a walk away for me. I like the Eagles outright, but I I don't like that four-point spread. That's yeah. the problem. Uh, Patriots at Dolphins. We both like the Dolphins to win and cover. Ravens at Jets. We both like the Ravens to win, but maybe stay away from that spread. Mm-hmm. Jags at Commanders. We like the Jags to win uh, outright in that game, pull off the upset. Browns at Panthers. We hate this spread. I'm probably taking the Panthers there. I think you would probably take the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Colts <laughs> at Texans. We both like the Colts to win and cover. Giants at Titans. We like the Titans to win and cover. Packers and Vikings. We like the Vikings to pull off the home upset. Chiefs at Cardinals. We both like the Chiefs in this one. Raiders and Chargers. Close game. We both like the Raiders. Bucks and Cowboys. We both like the Bucks to win by at least a field goal. And then Broncos, Seattle. I like Denver to win. I think you're okay with the Denver Broncos covering in that one. That's right. right. Uh, I got something for you. I know what you're gonna say. I got, I, I got, a, I, I got our bet for this week. You, you okay. tell me if you like it. So, Colts, 49ers, Ravens, all three of those teams are favored. Oh by no, some hold points. on. Let me get a graphing calculator. Hang on. Okay. We put them down to a six-point tease. All they have to do is win outright. That pays plus one sixty. You bet a hundred dollars, you win a hundred and sixty dollars. Give me the teams again. Colts over the Texans. Yep. 49ers Good. at the Bears. Ravens at the Jets. Now we're taking three road favorites, but those teams are all significantly better than their opponents. And we and all they have to do is win outright. All they have to do is win outright because of the spreads on those games. Yep. I, I do like that. I do like that. If I'm just going to pick one game though this week, I think I like the Saints over the Falcons. It's a five and a half point spread, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is. Does it worry you that it's in Atlanta and it's week one? No. No. What's the over-under on Saints Falcons? Because this needs to be low. 42. That's too low. <laughs> I'm not going under that. I'm not going under that. I do it for Broncos Seahawks. Yeah, I, I think for me, you know, you know, over-unders are kind of my thing, but I told you week one over-unders are the hardest for me. If I'm gonna make I like your bet the best. But if I'm going to just make a $10,000 bet on one game, I think it's the Saints over the Falcons. There's a couple other games I like a lot. I like Miami over New England. Uh, the more I think about it, you're absolutely right. When you really start to dive in and think about the Kansas City-Arizona matchup, I really don't mind that. Was it a six or six and a half point six spread? Six point spread, yep. Now, if that was seven and a half, I'd have a problem. But it's not. All the Chiefs need to do is win by seven. So if you don't like, uh, if you don't like my Saints pick, or you don't want to pick the Saints Falcons, I would consider that one uh, for sure. Uh, just out of curiosity, though, just out of curiosity, of all these games, what's the one that you feel like is the most sure thing? You have no doubt in your mind that this team's absolutely going to win. 
Just straight up. I don't really have one. I was just about to mention, there's there's no game like that for me that I think is an absolute home run. The one that I probably would say would be the Colts at the Texans, but if Davis Mills takes another step, maybe that game's a little bit closer, and maybe Matt Ryan needs a couple weeks to get adjusted, but I think I would take the Colts here. If you were feeling yourself a little bit, which we know, especially when you put on your sunless tanner, that you do, how confident would you be taking the Jacks? Uh, in the upset over the commanders, I say upset. I believe you said the commanders were favored by a point and a half. Uh, not a lot. That that one feels like a 50 50 bet at best. Yeah, look, a lot of prognosticators won't even bet on week one, they don't give advice on week one, or if they do, it's with a major, major asterisk. And there's a reason for that. Week one is the biggest uh sales job ever. We've seen mm-hmm. so many. Uh, teams look great in week one and they just fall apart or it's a year early for them. They're just not there yet. Um, I think I, the reason I asked you that is I don't think there are any guarantees in week one either. And I think our very first game is a little bit uh, indicative of that. As much as Buffalo seems to be everyone's favorite to win the Super Bowl, I don't know that you can just with confidence say, yeah, the Bills are going to go in there and and beat the Rams for sure. I mean, I think that game is a toss-up. Well, I mean – Let's look at some of the outcomes just from like last year in week one, right? Like mm-hmm. the Cardinals destroyed the Titans in Tennessee last year, 38 yes. to 13. Yeah. We had the Steelers go to Buffalo and beat Buffalo in week one in the game where Roth- Ben Roethlisberger really couldn't throw the ball at all, right? The Saints killed the Green Bay Packers. They beat them by 35 points. Like week one is strange and it's weird. And that's why. We really, really recommend not spending a lot of your money here in these games. Remember the 49ers almost lost to Detroit in week one last year? They did not. They did not. 41 to 33, and it came down to the last play. Yeah, but the 49ers were destroying them early in that game. Of course I watched that game. It was an Elliott Harrison special, as you like to call it. So uh, don't make me start pulling out specific plays from that game. because Yeah. You said you're most nervous about Seattle uh, hosting the Broncos, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm most nervous about kickoff night. I picked the Bills in that one. Was it three? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, that's why I picked the Bills. I would not at three and a half. <sighs> I like the that Rams just so, outright in that game, by the way. It's so hard for me. You know, the Rams have a new left tackle. They've got a new receiver. There's the elbow tendonitis with Matt Stafford. I know they're excited about having Cam Akers back. Um, maybe this is a game that the Rams run the ball a little bit more right at Buffalo. Could you I see wouldn't that? Do that if I, I wouldn't do that if I was the Rams because they're starting cornerbacks uh, for the Bills this week. It's a rookie, Kyer Elam, who kind of struggled in the preseason. Dane Jackson, a six-round pick. I mean – I, I would go at those guys. Like this is a game I just absolutely feed Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson. Maybe so. I just wonder if you've got a new left tackle and you've got a quarterback with an elbow problem. Are you worried about his blind side a little bit? And in Allen Robinson's first game, why not? Why not go right at them early? Because and that's open it up I, later. Because I think that's what Buffalo is hoping they do. Right, run into Maybe their so. front front seven. Their front seven's good. Um, I think I kind of feel like every time Matt Stafford hands the ball off in this game, it's going to be a win for Buffalo's defense. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I see, I see your point here. I think Buffalo offensively, I moved the launch point for Josh Allen. 
I get him out and moving and using his legs early in the game. Get that group excited. When he does that, when he gets going like that, he, you know, Josh Allen, for as good as he is, you've pointed out many times that, hey, this guy can have some really bad stretches. He's a streaky player. Mm -hmm. But one way, I don't think he's the kind of guy where you need to give him a bunch of short completions. You know how some young quarterbacks, you want them to complete some bubble screens and little slants just to get them going. With Josh Allen, I think you need to get him moving a little bit. I'd like to see them do that. Plus, that might neutralize Aaron Donald's presence a little bit. I, I want to see Buffalo start the game with like five receivers on the field and play like this up-tempo where, hey, Josh Allen, first two plays of the game, you're running on quarterback draws or quarterback yeah. scrambles. That's great. Get a little I bit of contact it. and let's go. Like The faster Buffalo plays in this game, yes, the better off they're going to be. Yeah, I, I love the empty set QB draw with a guy with his size and, again, getting him in the game. And so moving the launch point just means, you know, rolling out. If anyone's wondering what I'm talking about, just rolling, having rollouts and getting your quarterback away from just dropping back in the pocket and, yes. and throwing little five-step drop slants and stuff like that. I love the empty set QB draw. I think that's smart. I just also, I don't want Aaron Donald to blow up the game. You know, the last time we saw, well, when we, the NFC championship, remember the 49ers last drive, Aaron Donald just blew that drive up, Yep. you know, and I, I just don't want to see that happen in this game, especially early. Don't give the Rams momentum at home. Um, I'm going to stick with Buffalo, but that's the game that makes me the most nervous. All right. Uh, before we go, Super Bowl predictions for this year. You go first. Uh, I know the trendy thing is to pick the Bills in the, the AFC, but I'm so actually you're taking Jets Lions. Jets Lions. What would the uh, odds going... have to be for you to take Jets Lions Super Bowl? What would the odds have to be for you to bet a hundred dollars? There's no such line. It's not. Uh, I'm taking <laughs> the come on the Rams, the Rams to play Kansas City. In the Super Bowl, and I'm taking Kansas City. Or I'm gonna take the Rams to, to repeat. Be our first repeat champion in the last what decade, two decades. I just think this Rams team might have the best roster in the NFL. Sean or uh, Matt Stafford, year two, Sean McVay offense. I'm all in. Do you think if the Rams play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but you know, obviously Tyree Kill isn't there, that the Rams say I defeat the real champion? <laughs> all right, I want your prediction. You don't even know. You don't even remember when that's from. That's that's sad. A, a guy like you, come on. That was in Rocky Four when Drago beat Apollo, and he was like, "I defeat the real champion" because he wanted to play. He wanted to fight Rocky. Yeah, yeah. It was in that press conference. Yeah, I remember. I thought no, 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 no. It was after the fight when Apollo was down, and they held a microphone. No, that's where he says Drago. If he dies. He dies. Yeah, but then after that, he goes, I defeat the real champion. <laughs> no, I forgot on, to get man. our Rocky Four our Rocky uh, four quota in here today. I defeat the real champion. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So I'm not taking the Rams, Chiefs. I've thought about this since you asked me, and I'm still really stuck here, but I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to throw it out there. My AFC representative – for the Super Bowl, I'll give you three guesses. I want to see if you can guess who I'm going to pick. I would say number one, the Los Angeles Chargers. That is correct. <laughs> I would say number two, you'd be back on the Raiders. No, no, no. It's it's uh, the Chargers. You're, okay. Yeah. 
No, I, uh, I, I was going to the teams that you like in order, but that's fine. It's the it's the Chargers, and I'm going to say you're going to go with Green Bay. Chargers, Packers. I'm going to do it. I, I don't love this pick. I'll be honest. I don't love it. But I'm going to go Chargers, 49ers, Super Bowl with, with the – Coddle Trey Lance. <laughs> with Los, Chan- Los Angeles Chargers winning the Super Bowl. Subject to change on my NFC team. I, I – uh, do I fine. think Tampa Bay can get back? I do. Do I think the Rams can get back? I do. I'm going to go with the Niners. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to get this hat worked out. I think uh, Gap Inc.'s stock is going to be up a lot because I think we might have a 49ers-Rams repeat in the NFC Championship, and Sean McVay is going to have all new whites. Now, I don't know if they're going to be Adidas. Um, I, I don't know. He's what a Puma you- guy. Uh, what's the one? I uh, now I can't think of the the shoe company. I really could see him going with, but K Swiss. Remember the K Swisses? Oh yeah. I mean, could he go with the classic Reebok with the green and the little British? No, no, no. He, he's he goes with the pure white sneaker that just has never seen a blade of grass before. What about Cole Hahn? <laughs> no. Uh, hey, last question before we head out. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, we get Rams, Bills. What's the what's this the the food selection look like at your house tomorrow? Well, I'm I'm unfortunately, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been uh, I've been running a lot this week. Been running a lot. So, so you need I, something that's gonna like bind you up a little bit. I might need something that slows me down from running so much. You know, um, just getting out there and. You know, you need something uh, yeah. hearty, right? Like something that's just gonna like just stick with you. Yeah, you know, I I'll tell you what I'd like to go with is a, a nice thin crust pizza. I, mm. I I enjoy a nice thin crust pizza, pepperoni and spinach. Is that weird? No, I like pepperoni and onions, but it's fine. You seem so disappointed right now. No, it's, this is good. I I mean, pizza is always a staple of week one, uh, so I'm good. I also I agree with the thin slice because you don't want to be weighed down too much with like the pan style or stuffed crust or something like that so i'm good with you on the thin crust no but after the last few days i wouldn't mind being weighed down a little bit you know yeah uh, we're going I, I think we're going to do some smoked nachos this for two, uh, for oh Thursday. well you know now you're now you're near and dear to my heart yeah i'll do right some now. queso with a little bit of the uh chorizo in there maybe yeah, this this worked out a lot better than when you tried to set me up. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, let's pull a football card. Why don't you reach behind you? It's time. All right, let's do it. Hold on. This is very important. Very important. All right, so I, I apologize to everyone that stuck around for us just to pull a football card. We're, we're going with back to the action pack from the 1991 series. You love this set. I'm sorry. What is it? Is it the foil? What's oh yeah, I don't know. Oh, here's a good one. Okay, ready? Yeah. It's a cornerback. Well, do you know this is our second James Hasty pull, but we had it from a different set. Did we? All right, let's get a different one then. We're fine. Yeah. We, James we Hasty, number 40, drafted yeah, we, in the eight. All right, here uh, we go. The Jets. Alvin Walton, another number 40. Is that Alvin Walton? It is. I couldn't read the name, but I saw the 40. Alvin Walton was like a big run-stopping safety. You know, he was the kind of player like almost like a a Mark Barron type. 
Sure. Except be- except better. Uh, now ninety. That's what year is that? The the ninety one action. It's pack? a ninety one card. Yep. Yeah. So the nineteen ninety season. Uh, the Redskins lost. So they were the Redskins in Washington. They lost to the 49ers in the playoffs. Doesn't it tell you what he's doing on the back of the card? Yeah, I'll that was a cool thing you. with the action pack. Alvin returns a Tim Rosenbach interception, 57 yards for a second career touchdown on 9-9-90. Alvin recorded his fourth straight 130 tackle season in 1990, leading the club in tackles for the fourth consecutive year. His 61-yard interception return versus the Bills on December 30th, sealed a Redskins victory. Alvin registered a season-high 17 tackles versus the Cowboys on November 22nd. Yeah, that was the Thanksgiving game. The Cowboys won that with them at Smith. That kind of that game actually kind of launched the Cowboys 90s team. That was a national game, obviously. It was Madden Summerall. But I told you he was a run-stopping guy. 17 tackles, man. Uh, that's big time. And beating the Bills in 90 was – that Bills were the best team in football in 90. I, I need you to pull one more, though. I, I need one more action pack. All right, fine. These are so oh. good. Chris Dolman. Okay, Chris Dolman in 89 had 20 sacks, I think. 21 sacks. 21 sacks. Now, I don't think in 90 he had anywhere near that. Was it like 12? 11, yep. Yeah. But, uh, man, that dude – he they drafted him as a linebacker. He didn't do crap. 85 and 86. And then in 87, Marcus, they turned him into a defensive end. How many sacks did he have in 87? In a strike shortened uh, 11 sacks. Season. Yeah. Instant. I'm trying. Is there anybody that they you don't you always kind of think of like defensive ends converting to linebacker? Like I think of a guy like Demarcus Ware. You know, he came in as a defensive end. They made him a stand-up linebacker. Has there been anyone that's been drafted the last few years that was drafted? He was a linebacker, and the team made him into a defensive end. I mean, not including like Micah Parsons because that's probably the best recent example, right? Yeah, uh, we we haven't had one in a while. Probably the name that I would say, if you are a deep pull, is like Martez Wilson who the Saints drafted in like 2011, wow. but that's, that's about it. It always goes the other way. You draft yeah, yeah. In, in the game. We've talked about this. Another podcast has become sleeker and faster and less bulky. And so you're taking college defensive ends. And a lot of times they're slimming down. They're playing linebacker. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting though, back then, Back then, a lot of guys would try to bulk up to play defensive end, but it was easier to bulk up in the 80s, man, because 1980s defensive ends were only about 275, so it wasn't that hard to get there. It's really hard to go from being a you know, a 245-pound linebacker to a 305-pound defensive end in, in, in the NFL. It's just, does, you know. Does Bruce Irvin kind of count? Like when he was at West Virginia, he was like this off-the-ball stand-up linebacker, then he comes into the mm-hmm. NFL and plays like a hybrid Absolutely. role for Seattle. Absolutely. And now we've gotten so far off the beaten path from our picks. Like we could deep. Now we're going to get into a deep dive on yeah, where the NFL that. is going. We'll with, save that yeah, for a different not, time. Let's not do that. We'll save that for a different pod. Those are our picks. Uh, Marcus's lock. What's your three team parlay again? Uh, we've got the Colts, the 49ers, and the Ravens to win outright plus 160. I like that. I, th- I think it's pretty solid. I already said, I think if I'm going to go just one game, I'm going to go the Saints to cover. I believe the Saints were favored by five and a half. Marcus mm-hmm. at yep. Atlanta. 
Um, take a look at that. Take a look at Kansas City over Arizona. That's one also that Marcus likes a lot. By the way, he covers the Cowboys uh, on Locked On Cowboys with Landon McCool. Give them a follow and a listen. It's a great podcast. He covers the Raiders for USA Today. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter, and we'll see how we do. Hey, enjoy week one, everybody. Take care.